Welcome back to the Emergency Goalies. We now have a Blackhawks game. And, well, it didn't go great, to say the least. But a couple, you know, extenuating circumstances. For one, it was the Avalanche, who were supposed to be the best team in the NHL. And the second being, it's just one game, so can't really draw that much into it. But uh, Michael, I guess, believe it or not, there is some overheated reaction on Twitter. Shocking. So, I know, right? But um, I thought I'd ask you, what are your thoughts on this first uh, Blackhawks game, which they lost 42? Well, uh, thankfully, from my end of things, uh, I was uh, I, I actually missed uh, the the first fifteen minutes of the game, so I I, I missed the worst of it. I uh, uh, the rest of the game, I, you know, the Blackhawks did not play great. Um, they uh, struggled with the Avalanche's speed, and just you, you could tell um, that Colorado was able to pressure the puck. At, uh, at every level of the ice, um, four check, back check, um, the Blackhawks just never had much time and space mm-hmm. other than a few um, odd man rushes. Uh, Kirby Daka obviously had a couple of uh, breakaway chances. Uh, I think both of them came in the third period. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, really the, you know, it was that the first uh, 10, 15 minutes, which doomed them, you know, they fell behind 3-0. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see it myself, but I saw, you know, I kind of watched the highlights and read some descriptions of it. And, uh, you know, it just kind of sounds like the Blackhawks weren't, weren't quite ready to play. Yeah. They, they and, did not come out. They did yeah. not come out very sharp. And they just kind of a flat footed start. Right. And the, the Hawks cannot afford to do that against a team like the avalanche who, you know, even without Nathan McKinnon, who was on the COVID list, um, they're still a, uh, you know, a highly skilled, but um, most importantly, they skate so well. And, you know, I do think the Blackhawks are a slightly better skating team this year than they were last year. Um, they are slightly larger than they were last year, but they still don't match up in either of those against the top teams in the league. And this is one of those ones where um, I you know, think the, you could. I just went not to cut you off, but I think you could argue they might have the best defense unit in the NHL. Yeah. And, you know, Cal McCarr uh, could, uh, you know, arguably could be, you know, the top defenseman or at least in the top three or five uh, in the world at this point. And yeah, they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're skilled at every level of the ice. And, um, when the Blackhawks play a team like that, they can't allow any let up. They, they have to bring their a game in order to compete. And it doesn't sound like they did that, especially in the first 10 or 15 minutes. And then even throughout the rest of the game, they had spurts um, where they kind of played the, the avalanche fairly even, but uh, it was just pretty inconsistent. And anytime they kind of let up even just a little bit, um, the avalanche were able to take advantage. So yeah, just, you know, not a great start, but like you said, it is one game. Um, and, you know, we'll see, you know, the, the Blackhawks obviously have a lot of new faces this year. 
Um, you know, I, I would expect it to take some time for them to gel, especially on the back end um, with not only the new faces, but, you know, the, the injuries late in camp. Mm-hmm. So you had Mitchell kind of getting thrown in. Yeah, uh, we um, should late. we should just real quick. Uh, Caleb Jones, Seth's brother, um, injured his wrist and is out for six weeks at a minimum, I think. And yeah, I think they said six to eight. Yeah, that's a big blow. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was set to kind of step in with Wyatt Kalanick already out um, for the first month of the season. Uh, I believe he injured his ankle. Uh, So, you know, that was kind of their projected sixth and seventh defenseman with those two guys out. uh, Allowed an opening for Ian Mitchell to start the year with the club as the sixth defenseman. And then, of course, they also signed Eric Gustafson. to start the year as well. Um, however, he uh, has uh, doesn't have his U.S. visa yet, so apparently he's not going to be available for the first game or two. Um, yeah, that, I'm sure. Uh, that, yeah. Were you surprised by that? Uh, I, I was considering he had been on a PTO with the Islanders. I had assumed that that would have been worked out ahead of time, but I guess because it wasn't a guaranteed contract, maybe it was the sort of thing where they, he couldn't actually have it arranged until he had a, you know, an actual um, contract in hand. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm hoping, you know, maybe they'll just have it, they'll, the, you know, they can get it sorted out the rest of this week and, you know, maybe by Friday night or the third game, he'll be able to, to play, you know, and in the meantime, you know, Mitchell will play and, uh, it, uh, you just got to hope, um, you know, that, uh, we get more of the Ian Mitchell we saw from the first like quarter of last year than we did from the, the remainder of the year when he started kind of getting overwhelmed. And I think lost a lot of confidence. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think he was very good in this first game, but, <laughs> no. but I mean, who <laughs> yeah. was? Yeah, exactly. I mean, really Kirby doc, I think was really the only guy who kind of brought it, um, yes. the majority of the night, um, you know, a few other guys I thought had good shifts here and there, even like a good period here and there, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, uh, what well, it, it wasn't an overall good effort and they're going to have to do much better yeah. um, going forward. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, and I don't really respond to this, the Twitter stuff with people freaking out that much, but somebody said that missing on the two breakaways proves that doc is not, not going to be a, a impact player and I almost like I didn't respond but I was like that guy had the best game of the of the day yeah and you're saying because he's, he's been scoring two breakaways that he's done really yeah he's he's definitely not the problem um you know that doesn't mean that he's ready to be a number one center it doesn't mean that he is uh you know a, a fully realized uh, you know, a contributor at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- he has had issues finishing um, mm-hmm. throughout his career so far, but that doesn't mean that that will continue. Um, you know, I, he certainly seems to fit the mold of a lot of um, guys with a lot of size and skill, that combination for whatever reason, uh, with a lot of guys, it seems to kind of take three or four mm-hmm. years before it really matures into a, you know, a, a real high impact. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Joe, Joe Thornton was that way. 
Um, Blake Wheeler was that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's several other examples, but yeah. Uh, like, I, um, I'm thinking like a Jeff Carter guy yeah. like that. They took a yeah. while. To- it, it, it just, for whatever reason, you know, I think part of it, part of it is probably, you know, they move well for their size, um, but they still haven't fully physically matured. And so they, um, they, they aren't able to quite take full advantage of, um, you know, their size quite yet. And it, it sort of leads them open maybe to, um, uh, some big checks. I mean, we did see Kirby doc take a really vicious yeah. hit when he was in an awkward position. Um, mm-hmm. that seems to be a fairly regular occurrence with him. Yes. Um, you know, whereas I think probably a couple of years down the road, he's going to be, be more aware. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be more aware. He's going to be a lot uh, stronger on his skates. And, you know, I just, I don't think we'll continue to see that. And, and then I think that'll eventually translate into, yeah. you know, uh, uh, more consistent point production. And, and, but, you know, he's, he's already, I think probably the, the Blackhawks best play driver. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, uh, I mean, that controls the night. puck better than anyone yeah. else. He gets the puck through the neutral zone. Uh, you know, I mean, he was he, all he, over he, the place. He looked like night. one of the avalanche players. He didn't yes. look like a black. That's what I was saying. He yeah. was all over the ice. Exactly. Last yeah. night playing great. Yeah. So yeah, we need more guys like Kirby doc, not less guys. like Doc. So yeah, that's, you know, that's like one of those things where, you know, I mean, we've seen it with, the Cubs and stuff the last couple of years where it's like, Oh, you know, the big guys aren't producing. No, it wasn't necessarily that the big guys weren't producing. It was that, um, you know, the bottom third of the roster was really struggling. And, you know, I think with the Blackhawks, again, this just isn't a great matchup for them. They've made strides this year where I do think they can compete for a playoff spot, but that doesn't mean that they can compete with the top teams in the league. And, the avalanche are certainly one of the top teams in the league and, you know, are for certain the class of the central division and probably the class of the Western conference. Yeah. Even though I, I, I mean, I think you could argue the one, it, the one red flag would be mm-hmm. the goalie, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they, they did make a move this year to get Darcy Kemper. Um, so I, at least in stretches, Darcy Kemper has been a superior goalie to what they had last year. So I, th- I think that could prove to be, you know, an improvement for them. Um, I do think they're probably a little thinner uh, up front than they were last year. They did lose uh, Jonas Donskoy to Seattle. They did lose Brandon Sod in free agency. But at the same time, uh, you know, McCarr is going to be a year more mature Bowen Byron's going to be stepping up on the back end. So I think they're probably maybe a little better defensively, mm-hmm. which I think, you know, they could, they can uh, afford to lose maybe a little bit of their offensive. Yeah. If you get uh, more defense, if, if their defense comes around. And so between the goalie and, and, you know, the, the greater experience on D I think it'll kind of tip them towards being, you know, maybe not a better regular season team, but I think it'll, it'll make a difference for them in the playoffs. Well, yeah. So. And they're, they're under a lot of pressure this year because they've had these great teams for a couple years now and yeah. done very little in the playoffs. Right. And, and I do think that that has come back to, you know, their decor and their, their goalies um, just haven't quite been, you know, cup 
quality, whereas I think they have a chance to, to, to be that this year. So I, I would expect them to have as good of a chance as any, as anybody to come out of the West. Um, I'd almost say that, you know, I think it's probably 50, 50 that the avalanche are the best team in the league, whereas mm-hmm. everybody else is, you know, it adds up to the other 50%. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously you still got Vegas and a couple other mm-hmm. teams, but you know, uh, as far as the West goes, that's they look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think you know we can basically. That's what I say. Not you don't ever want to say throw out a game, but it's really well, not much you can tell from. We saw this last year. I mean, the 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 Blackhawks got absolutely demolished by the Lightning the first mm-hmm. uh, two games, and then. You know, uh, Lankinen got in the lineup. I think that was what, like the fourth game of the against year or something the, yeah. like that? Against the Panthers. And, yeah. Uh, Brandon Hagel got inserted in mm-hmm. the third game or fourth game again. And, you know, he never really came out of the lineup. And both of those moves ended up, you know, solidifying the team a little bit. Uh, you know, I think they obviously played above their head for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a decent stretch of last year and before they eventually kind of fell back yes. to earth. But, you know, uh, the same sort of thing can happen this year where, you know, a bad showing against the avalanche does not doom them. Yes. Um, so we'll see, um, you know, a lot of moving parts again, new faces. Mm-hmm. I think they, it's going to take them maybe a little while to gel on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially, but yeah. Um, you know, the, the schedule lightens up a little bit over the next week. Um, it does. I'm, you know, New Jersey's not a powerhouse yet. They are another team like the Blackhawks who were bad, but have made some moves, strengthen their roster. I think they're going to try and compete for a playoff uh, spot this year as well. But, you know, I think that's a pretty even matchup. Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh seems to be backsliding a little bit. Yeah. Um, Well, they don't have um, Crosby or Malkin right now. Right, right. So it's, uh, you know, that's kind of a toss up. But, um, you know, then they do have another tough one after that with the Islanders next yes. Tuesday. Um, we're supposed to be very good. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that they, they've had some good playoff runs the last couple of years. And uh, they've made some moves to try and strengthen themselves even more. Um, and but, that, that's also um, the home opener. Right. Oh, yeah. Good point. I didn't. I kind of forgot about that. So. so and with a full crowd. So that should be. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm not going to be able to make it out to the United Center at all this year being on the West Coast now. But, um, yeah, I do have tickets for when the Blackhawks play Seattle um, in November. And I was just talking to to, uh, my sister-in-law about that uh, earlier tonight where I was like, yeah, it's going to feel really weird going into an enclosed stadium with a full capacity crowd. And um like I'm gonna have to figure out some way to kind of get used to this over the next few weeks. Um, just because, yeah, yeah I, the, that uh, it's it's been a long time. So, yep. Right. I guess I will. Just I'll think of a couple other uh, Taves didn't look bad. It was good to see him out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, just making it through a game is the you know an important first step. Um, I'm curious to see how he's going to do this weekend. 
Um, not only because it's back-to-back games Friday mm-hmm. night and Saturday night, but it's going to be three games in four days. Yeah. So, you know, that's going to be taxing on a guy who. Would they know, consider like resting him on the back, the back I, end? I'm curious to see if they will do that. I mean, I wonder if maybe they're going to try and see how it goes early in the year mm-hmm. and then maybe make adjustments later in the year. If, you know, should he prove that he maybe needs some days off, but we'll see. Um I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle it. And, you know, I just, uh, Taze doesn't seem like a guy that would ask for days off. No, so no. I just wonder if they're going to kind of force him into it or just kind of roll with it and see how it goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that, that to me, that's kind of the most curious thing for this weekend. Um, you know, along with maybe, you know, does Gustafson become available and I, you know, what has he's got left in the tank? I, I mean, obviously I, yeah. I lost track of him a little bit last year. Uh, he's kind of bounced around to four different teams mm-hmm. I think, in the last two years since the Hawks. Yeah, he's been on the move. Yeah. And, you know, he's never been able to kind of reestablish that 50, 60 point pace. He was at that one year with the Hawks. Uh, and I wouldn't expect him to no. do that now, but you know, there, there are still going to be stretches, I think, where he can maybe uh, outscore his mistakes and hopefully he can kind of hit that stride um, early on here and mm-hmm. maybe get the Hawks over the hump. That would um, be nice. For the, the, you know, the four weeks or whatever before Kalanuk and yeah. the yeah, other guys are bridge the Yeah. Bridge the gap. Right. Um, so the other thing, the one other thing I'll add is just, uh, special teams watch uh, the power play looked very good it did not score yeah other than one goal but I, they generated some great chances yep they're generating chances and you know I think that's a continuation of what we saw throughout the preseason um, you know there were a few bumps in the road in the preseason but you're going to hit that with a power play you know throughout the year uh, you know there's just going to be games where it just doesn't look good it's just, you know, how, how do you respond and, and uh, you know, how often does it, um, it, you know, the big thing is with a power play is you got to make sure it doesn't kill your momentum. Yes. And there have been way too many times uh, over the last few years where the Blackhawks just haven't even been able to get possession of the puck in the offensive zone during a power play, exactly. let alone be a threat to score. And I really don't think that that's going to be an issue this year. Mm-hmm. The, the personnel that they've brought in improves them at a couple of key areas. And I just, it, there's really going to be no excuse for yeah. a bad power play this year with the possible exception of if injured, yeah. Seth, Seth Jones gets injured. Cause they're already, you know, they've already lost probably their second and their third best power play guy. Yeah. So as long as he's, top one. yeah, as long as he's out there. Yeah. And, yeah, just you would hope that um, they'd be a little better five on five this year, so they wouldn't have to yep. lead quite so hard on the power play. But it's still going to be a very big part. Yeah, I, 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 my expectation is, you know, at worst they should kind of be middle of the pack, but I, I think they have a, a good chance to be like top ten, top twelve, mm-hmm. and that's probably going to be necessary in order to get them into the playoffs and yes um you know i don't think their penalty kill um will be able to quite meet the same standard my mm-hmm. hope would be that they end up in the middle of the pack yeah a little better um you know but i think probably more realistically they're you know maybe 15 to 20 mm-hmm. um 
but again, they have enough personnel where they should not finish at the bottom. Like they have in the, the last couple, like last year, I think they were like bottom mm-hmm. three or four or something like that. Yeah. That, that cannot happen again. And no, no. That would absolutely sink their playoff chances. So. It would. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, that's what I keep saying. It's only one game though. Yep. If they start out the year and play like this a lot, then obviously that'll change. Yeah. But I, I think um, you and I both think they're a decent team that will have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they're, like I said, they're not a cup contender, but they should be a playoff contender. Um, it, you know, anything less than, you know, them being in competition for a playoff spot come trade deadline um, would be a disappointment. Yes. So, you know, with the moves that they made as aggressive as they were kind of short circuiting the, the rebuild and, you know, bringing in a bunch of veterans, um, they, they, they have to show improvement over last year. So, yes. and I think they will. Yeah. That's uh, Yep. That's the hope anyway. Yep. All right. Um, as always, you can subscribe to our podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, Michael, your Twitter handle? MJ underscore Ernst. I'm STH85. And yeah, we've got a bunch of hockey games to go. 81 of them, in fact. Yeah. Hopefully more, but now it's going to be the fun part. Absolutely.